Greetings, dear listeners. My name is Dina D'Alessandro, registered dietitian, nutritionist, founder, and chief executive life changer at Dish with Dina. Whether you've found yourself here by chance or by choice, I'm happy to welcome you to the introductory episode of the Dish with Dina podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the first official podcast episode. I am Dina, and I want to take a minute to introduce myself to anybody out there who does not know me yet and give you a little backstory on how this podcast came about. I am a first-generation Italian-American. I was born in New Jersey in what was then known as West Patterson. It's now known as Woodland Park. So for any of you guys who live in Pasay County, what's up? My parents, though, were both born in a tiny but very, very beautiful mountain town called Pagentro. If you are familiar with Italy, you know that it is the country is in the shape of a boot. And where my parents grew up in Pagentro was basically located, I think, in what would be the lower calf region of the boot. They lived down the street from each other as children, and they were related through marriage of mutual relatives, but they found each other and fell in love when they met years later in the States as adults. We all lived in my earlier years with my maternal grandparents, so my mom's mom and dad. We had a two-family house, and we shared a lot of stuff together, and we were always interacting with each other, and I learned how to cook a lot of homemade recipes in that environment, and I remember just trips to the supermarket and the marketplaces, um, textile places, Woolworths, as anybody can remember, Woolworths, the department store, with my grandmother. Uh, as we ventured on the bus into Patterson to pick up all the things every week that she needed. Eventually, my mom and dad bought their own home, and that was in Totowa, which is also in Passaic County, next, next town over from where we originally grew up. And same thing there. My mom would be in the kitchen making something, baking something. My dad would be in the backyard tending to his garden or grilling up some dinner for us. And I was always allowed to go and work and play with them. And I mean, sometimes they would asked me to do that and forced me to do, to do that, even if I wasn't necessarily willing to. But I got a very early start on learning how to cook and experience that, experience homemade food. And I really fell in love with it. I actually at some point wanted to venture into um, culinary school. But uh, such is life, right? Sometimes it takes us into different directions. Uh, the reason why I'm bringing all this up, though, is because as cool as this is for me to look back on and realize what a wonderful experience it was to be involved in all that homemaking and play a part in that family dynamic, because my parents were immigrants, they had a lot of old world ways about them, a lot of traditional ways about them, and I was not necessarily allowed to be an American person living in America. So I suffered the consequences. I was incessantly bullied by my very American classmates, and if you're listening to me now, you know who you were. Uh, they didn't understand my upbringing, and that's okay. You know, they're kids. Um, unfortunately, though, it's a hard thing to, in your formative years, to kind of wrap your head around. So, flashing forward after many, many years of therapy, and <laughs> not about not ever fitting in or feeling like I felt fit in anywhere, I realized obviously that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, as the saying goes. And I've gotten used to, and I'm very proud of, becoming pretty independent and strong-willed, persevering, and never really following the traditional path anywhere. Um, so just to tell you a little bit about my background as far as 
my schooling goes. As I said before, I wanted to go to culinary school, but that did not necessarily work. And honestly, when I think about running a restaurant or doing something in food service, I, I now that I actually know a little bit better, it probably would not have been the best suited environment for me. But my first degree was a Bachelor of Arts in Communication, and I spent the past few decades developing and honing my skills in the culinary sort of, I did some catering stuff, event planning and things like that, corporate and healthcare industries before deciding to return to school. And then I switched gears by pursuing a master of science in nutrition. Now, for a lot of us in the healthcare industry, sometimes we have our own personal health issues, personal health story. And I do as well. I suffered very, very much from gastroenteritis and a lot of stress factors, dealing with some work issues, mental health problems. And so I eventually wanted to look into my food habits and my lifestyle factors and finding a way that I could help myself get better and try to see if there was anything as far as food and nutrition modifications that I could do to alleviate or improve some of the things that I was dealing with at the time. Now, just in case anybody out there does not know, a registered dietitian, or we're also sometimes known as RDNs, registered dietitian nutritionists, we are uniquely qualified in providing our patients and clients with what's called medical nutrition therapy. This is, uh, you need to have a degree in science. You have to go through four years of school, if not more. And some nowadays, I, I think a lot of people are pursuing the master's degree because it will be uh, mandatory in a few years. You also have to go through a very competitive, expensive, and uh, kind of a complex internship in the sense that uh, we go through a lot of different rotations, much like uh, pre-med and nursing students go through, uh, but we have to pay for it. <laughs> so that's the interesting part about the dietetic internship program. And it's a year long. And then when we're done with that, we have to pass a national exam in order to work in our healthcare field. So here we go again with flashing forward in my professional life. Once I became a dietitian, which I've only been about four years now, I've been able to work in quite a lot of things. I work in outpatient clinical and community settings. I specialize in high-risk prenatal counseling, so I work with a lot of pregnant ladies, and diabetes prevention. I've also done corporate wellness, where I show up in different companies, and I give like lunch and learns, and uh, you know, nutritional, but also healthful seminars and workshops. And I also run my own uh, very, very part-time virtual private practice, which I am currently in the process of trying to grow. I have also been a mentor and a preceptor to nutrition students and dietetic interns since 2016. I've done a lot of public speaking over the decades, especially with my communication degree and just generally being okay with being in front of an audience. Uh, but I became officially an adjunct lecturer in 2018. I taught at the Swedish Institute in Manhattan, which is a career training school for nurses, massage therapists, and personal trainers. And then I also landed a gig, which I'm still currently gigging at, at CUNY, one of the city university schools called Lehman College up in the Bronx. I live in Manhattan right now. I live in East Village and I work up in the Bronx when I'm doing my adjunct lecture, uh, my, my classes there, which I teach undergrad and graduate courses in the nutrition department. So because of my media background, I was always really interested in how to grow 
my message and deliver my message to a bit bit of a larger audience. And I started a YouTube channel earlier this year, this is being recorded in 2020, to bridge the gap between the doctors who diagnose people, but they don't necessarily receive a lot of education in nutrition, nor should they, they're busy doing other things, and the patients and clients and the general public who kind of look to the doctors to explain things to them. But unfortunately, sometimes there's a lot of misinformation out there. So if you've ever been diagnosed with a chronic condition like diabetes, hypertension, high blood pressure, um, kidney issues, or you have been told you're at risk for something because of your family history, or just lifestyle habits or whatever you happen to be doing that might put you at risk and you're not sure what to do because your doctor only has so much information for you and uh you know the things that you're looking up online or through Dr. Google as we call him or heard from family members friends etc are very confusing to you it's possible you were never referred to a registered dietitian i would assume that's the case unfortunately in this profession a lot of us are overlooked and devalued and of course with these platforms I'm hoping to establish that as well to give us as dietitians a little bit more of uh, of a popularity <laughs> popularity um, name getting our names out there and letting you guys know what we do in our in our jobs I'm hoping to use this platform the podcast platform a little bit differently in the previous Uh, situations that I mentioned, you know, the YouTube channel and the adjunct lecturing and the corporate wellness stuff that I was doing, I'm usually the only person speaking. I mean, yes, you know, there's an audience, there's a classroom of people, but, and it can be interactive, but I'm the guest speaker. I'm the one delivering the seminar, the lecture, the workshop. Here, I get to interview other people and and have guests on and learn about their eating behaviors and their backgrounds. And then, ask them questions and dive a little bit deeper into finding out how they got to where they are now. Because as we say a lot of times in the dietetics profession, when we're working with patients and clients, it's never about the food. It's about the behaviors. It's about the backgrounds. And I really think maybe, you know, if they're like me to see whether or not they've had positive or negative influences as to where they started out their childhood experiences, their cultural backgrounds, and then finding a little bit about how they were led into the direction that they are in now. I'm very interested on learning about why people eat the way they do. I think it's a very intricate conversation to have, and I'm excited about venturing into there. So whether you, like me, are looking to find out a little bit more about different people's food habits, or you're hoping there's someone out there who has the same quirks, or the same concerns, or maybe is also dealing with or working with people with certain chronic conditions, and then you'll find out a little bit about what to do when it comes to eating, then this is the podcast for you. I hope that you find it informational. I hope that you find it educational, and I hope that you find it entertaining. I have a lot of interesting guests lined up, and I I plan to publish an episode every week if all goes well. The group that I have in front of me right now that I'm looking at on the schedule to come, there are definitely registered dietitians on there too. Gotta give props to my peeps. And there are also a variety of other healthcare providers. So we have other people working in the health and wellness arena. I also have other colleagues and friends and family members and uh, strangers from the internet, people that I've never met in person, but we happen to 
cross paths on the uh, in the social media circles and also anybody in between too. My nutrition students and my dietetic interns who I've only really known in that teacher-student relationship, I'm getting to learn a little bit more about and share their stories with you as well. So I really hope that you get some takeaways from this and that their stories resonate with you. The last thing I want to share is where to find me. I have Uh, a very neglected, unfortunately very neglected website, which maybe because of this podcast, I will now go ahead and pay some attention to it. It is dishwithdina.com. So if you'd like to learn a little bit more about me and dive in there and read some blog posts and things that I've had going on for the past 15 years when it used to just be a recipe and food blog and now it's turned into a whole website. Uh, You can also join the email list through there. So hopefully I'll be doing newsletters and something a little bit more regular or post some event information and other resources that you might find interesting and beneficial. You can also follow me at Dish with Dina. I've set myself up with an account on pretty much every single social media platform that is out there. I am not actively involved in a lot of them though. So you'll see some dead space, but I can definitely tell you I spend a lot of time on Instagram and a significant amount of time on uh, Facebook as well. Hopefully, as you're tuning into these episodes and as you become a regular listener and you like what you hear and you can share it with others, um, you can also get in touch with me. You can leave me comments, questions, and feedback. You can email me at info at dishwithdina.com and let me know if maybe you want to be a guest on the show because everybody eats and we all have a story to share. So let's dish.